Hello and welcome to Another Look, a podcast about anything and everything that we feel deserves another look. Love it, hate it, or somewhere in between, today I am going to discuss Bad Boys for Life, and I'm your host, Jeremy McKinley. Alrighty, let's talk Bad Boys for Life, aka Bad Boys 3. So this is uh, the third installment in the adrenaline-fueled buddy cop franchise, started by the one, the only, Michael Bay. Now, Mr. Bay is no longer behind the camera, but he does make a nice cameo for those who know what he looks like. Bilal Fala and Adil El Arbi are uh, two relatively unknown directors, are now in the director's chair. Now, I gotta be honest, uh, the absence of Mr. Bay had me worried. Now, I know that's something you wouldn't expect from a film snob such as me, but I am proud to say I am a big Michael Bay fan and have been for some time. Uh, The Rock, Bad Boys 1 and 2, The Island, Transformers, more specifically the first one, uh, 13 Hours, and Pain and Game are all films I really like to various degrees. I think Pain and Game may be my all-time favorite of his. For sure, I think that the the story in that film really uh, suits his style perfectly, like a glove. There's an energy to his films that uh, even some of the best can't seem to replicate. And yes, I'm talking to you, Peter Berg. <laughs> now, when I heard Bad Boys 3 was coming out without Michael Bay, and that it was coming out in January, which is, uh, as all general f- film people know is a uh, the cinema graveyard uh, most studios release the films that they feel are uh, are going to be flops uh, in January because I have no idea why it is but we've just been conditioned uh, me and people that that go to the movies on a regular basis seem to just know that January is not a good time for movies. So, um, with all that said, uh, all hope seemed lost. That is, until the reviews started coming in, and they were generally positive. Even from people that never liked the Bad Boys franchise to begin with. So, as I slowly walked into the theater with one of my best friends, my anticipation went from tepid to cautiously optimistic. Uh, It's been a long time since uh, Mike and Marcus have uh, sped through the streets of Miami, 17 years, in fact. And to all of you guys asking uh, asking the big question, does Will Smith and Martin Lawrence still have the magic, that, uh, that chemistry, that crystal blue persuasion? The answer is a surprising yes. Um, and I, I, in fact, dare say the relationship these characters have in this movie is stronger than it has ever been. Now, I like Bad Boys 1 and 2, especially 2, but I gotta say the writing in this movie is much better than the other two by miles. Uh, The themes and character arcs are way stronger, which I think makes up for the lack of adrenaline we tend to get. Had Michael Bay directed this, uh, now not every joke lands, mind you, but a good 75% of the comedy works pretty well, and uh, gotta say, if you're batting a 75% average, that's about, what, three out of every four jokes are pretty good, uh, that's, that's, that is the makings of a good time for sure. Now, also in this movie, uh, another red flag for me was uh, there's a new group of young cops that kind of joined them in the film, and they're called Ammo, and I thought they would bring the film down, especially from what I uh, saw in the trailer, because the trailer did not help my initial hopes for this movie. However, they too were handled 
quite well, bringing some levity to the recklessness that these characters have had in the past, uh, teaching them a few new things here and there without stepping on their toes completely. Uh, it's actually uh, kind of a ball to have them uh, hold Will Smith's character back, because Will Smith's character was definitely the uh, the wild card or the... Uh, the shoot first, ask questions later, uh, half of the duo, and they kind of have to all tell him that he needs to chill the hell out because um, all that stuff, you know, may fly in a Michael Bay movie where all that stuff goes and it's just kind of, you know, fist pumping, adrenaline fueled testosterone all in your face and it's just cool and fun. It has all of that to a point, but it steps back and it reflects. And it says, uh, not all of that is good, not all of that is healthy, and uh, maybe you need to uh, think about uh, the future and things that aren't just chasing down cops or chasing down criminals. Uh, Will Smith's character, even at some point in time, says that he uh, will be chasing down criminals until he's 100 years old. And his friend Marcus is like, maybe you want to, you know, uh, find a nice lady to make a good, honest man out of you, maybe settle down, have some kids, do something of value besides, uh, you know, getting your regular fix of dopamine but hey you know it is what it is uh they also make the right move in making the stakes way more personal and connecting it with character arcs which made for a climax i actually cared about uh this film also had a uh i wouldn't i don't know if i would call it a surprise but it did catch me off guard uh despite the fact that all the setups were kind of obvious once i looked back after it happened uh, when it happened it uh it caught me off guard I'm not going to say what, because this is a spoiler-free podcast, but I just wanted to uh, give you guys a very vague heads up that you will be surprised. All in all, this film was a wonderful surprise. Uh, It gave me everything I wanted in a Bad Boys film, and even some stuff I didn't know I wanted. Now, this isn't a great film, but it is a solid one, and I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. Thank you for joining me for another look. Uh, you can message us on Facebook at Another Look. You can tweet at us at Another Look. That is with three O's. And you can listen to the podcast on Podbean slash Another Look. I am Jim McKinley. And thank you for joining me.